All right, welcome back to Faded Sports Pick'em. We got Dave Smith in Starkville, Mississippi. I'm Miles Conrad coming at you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Dave, tonight we have three NBA series that can come to an end. I can't wait to jump into it. But first, congratulations on your Celtics. Nice little sweep and a date with the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, it's it's fun listening to all the Nets fans now saying, oh, you know, they didn't have any chemistry, but they were the same ones saying uh, saying Nets in four, Nets in five. You know, I think we both agreed about Celtics in six, but I'll I'll take Celtics in four with a smile. So, uh, yeah, feels real nice moving on to the second round there, setting up a date with the uh, Chris Middleton list Milwaukee Bucks. So, hopefully, they can go take care of business the way they're supposed to. And we will uh, end our NBA segment with a preview of that first game on Sunday. But tonight, again, we've got three games uh, that will decide could possibly decide uh, three NBA series. Let's start with the 76ers and Raptors, Dave. The 76ers are only a one and a half point favorite here uh, on the money line. Uh, the Sixers minus 121. Raptors are just over even plus 102 on um, the over under sits at two. Oh, nine and a half. Uh, and again, the 76ers obviously lead this series three to two. Can they get it done in Toronto, Dave? It's a it's a very uh, obviously the spread is Vegas basically thinks this is an even game. What do you think about this game? You know, there's been 144 series that have ever started out with the team up 3-0. Only 13 of them have ever gotten to a game six, and only three of them have ever gotten to a game seven. Obviously, none of them have ever blown the lead, but I think we see we we get to a game seven tonight. I think in Toronto, um, I think we've got a lot of fire under the Raptors right now. No Fred Van Vliet didn't, wasn't a problem in game five. They've really pulled it together now. They've got Scotty Barnes back and healthy, appears to be healthy. Um, obviously, he's dealing with some injury issues, but I think the Raptors force a game seven here. I think we start talking about a real shot at a 3-0 series lead being blown in a game seven because it's not not often you see that happen. So I think I think we get to see it happen. I think I, I'm not going to make a bold pick on this game on, on a potential game seven here, but I'm just saying if anyone were to blow a 3-0 lead, it would be the Philadelphia 76ers. So. I like Toronto four seven tonight. And the Raptors have been dominant against the 76ers at home at Scotiabank Arena. They've won 20 of their last 23 meetings with the 76ers. So the Raptors are great at home, especially against this Philadelphia team. And I agree. I'm going to take Raptors money line. Um, I don't think, you know, plus one and a half. I think you might as well hit the money line here. Um, I, I you agree with you. Philly wins by one. Well, <laughs> the way my luck's going, that's probably going to happen, man. Uh, but I I do like the Raptors here in this situation. They've been really good at home, obviously, against the 76ers. The 76ers, even ever since they built that lead up, these last couple games have been incredibly inconsistent on both sides of the ball for Philadelphia. Um, and momentum has obviously swung in the Raptors' direction. And now they get to go home where they've been dominant against the 76ers. I, I do think they push uh, to a game seven here. Uh, so I agree with you, Dave. The over-under again, 209 and a half. Uh, I'm staying away from that. I, I, I don't know if this is going to be a 
crazy offensive game or a lockdown defense game. I, I, I really have no clue for this one. Yeah, I think I'm going to lean towards the under here. I don't think I'll officially play it, but I do believe that if Toronto were to control this game, it'd be very similar to the last game where they won 103 to 88. I believe it was, and that that's, you've got lots of plenty of room for that under there. So, I would lean towards this under here. I'm not too confident in it um, because I think this could be a game that gets up and gets scoring. You've got, you know, you know, James Harden and Joel Embiid do not want to play a game seven. They don't want it to come to that. Um, so I think we definitely could see a, an over type of game here. But I think for the Raptors to control it and win, like I think they will, it would have to go towards the under. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna touch that that line right there. We also have uh, Phoenix looking to close out their series in the Big Easy uh, against the New Orleans Pelicans. Phoenix is a two-point favorite here. Uh, looking at the money lines, the Suns are at minus 132. Pelicans are plus 112. Over-under sits at 214 and a half. Dave, I, I don't think this series goes to a game seven. Uh, I'm all over the Suns in this game. Um I, I love them by two here. Uh, I think they get at least a five-point win in New Orleans uh, and move on to the conference semifinal round. Yeah, I love this Pelicans team. I really have. Um, I think that's something that you and I talked about. We thought they would be in this eight spot, and they are, and they've put up a lot bigger fight than we thought they would, and that's simply partially because Devin Booker is out, and obviously we're recording this right now um, four, two or three hours before tip-off. Um, still no word on whether or not Devin Booker will play tonight. There's a, there's a shot he comes back tonight. If not tonight, then in game seven. Um, but I think with or without D-Book, I think the Suns get it done as well. I don't think it goes seven. It wouldn't shock me to see it go seven. Um, I'm only going to put half a unit on this game on the minus two right there uh, because I do think Phoenix wins it, but I'm, it's, it's not my highest confidence pick here. Uh, but I, I, I do think, I think they take care of business with or without D-Book. Um, Chris Paul looking like vintage Chris Paul recently. Aside from that, was that game five? He didn't play well. Or game four didn't play well. But aside from that, he's looked fantastic. And I think it's it's going to help the Suns propel them into the second round. Yeah, man. Uh, I like that call as well. Uh, here again, I'm going to stay away from the over-under. Um, I, I haven't been very confident in over-unders this entire uh, playoff run in this first round so far anyways. So I'm going to stay away from the uh, 214 and a half total there. Um, uh, are, do you have any play on that, Dave, or just? Yeah, this is the one where I'm probably not going to officially play it. I would lean towards that over there. Um, I think we could see a lot of buckets scored, especially by the Suns. I think the Suns could reach that 120 mark, which kind of just puts it where can New Orleans keep up with the scoring. And I think they definitely have the players to do so, and they've shown they can do so, but I'm not going to touch it there. Not – not a stroke of confidence there for me. And uh, lastly, tonight we have the Dallas Mavericks and the Utah Jazz. Uh, Dallas leads this series three to two. Uh, this is a series we talked about last episode of uh, the consequences that can come out of it for Utah. Um, and they have an opportunity to extend this series or go home tonight. Um, this is basically a pick them game. Um, some books have the Jazz as a half-point favorite, but this is really as even as it gets for the slate tonight. 
Uh, the over under is two ten and a half. Um, Dave, I mean, this is this would be tragic for the Jazz to go home uh, in the first round, much like the Nets. I think the Jazz and the Nets look at this the same way uh, as just a a a pretty big failure to go out in the first round. Um, and that's not to disrespect Boston or Dallas, but the Jazz and the Nets had much higher aspirations than just the first round here. Yeah, they definitely did. And I think we, uh, Utah has cost me a lot here. And I really do. And I, I, but I think they force a game seven. I think we see a game seven heading back to Dallas. And that's as much of a toss up as toss up gets there. I would lean towards Dallas there. But I do think we get a game seven here. I think that Utah understands the desperation of tonight's game and they will come out playing desperate, which could lead to some mistakes early. I think once they settle in, though, I like them a lot here. Um, I think the Utah money line is the play, but I also like the Mavericks first quarter. looks like Utah's a slight first quarter favorite. I like Dallas first quarter, Utah full game, though. All right. Uh, and again, the over under 210 and a half. I'm staying away from that. Um, <coughs> I am going to go with the Mavericks tonight, though. I think that's our, our first pick that. Um, I Yeah, I, I just. <sighs> I feel like this, I, I feel like Utah, they are going to have to literally use every bit of gas in the tank in this game to get to a game seven. And then once you get to that game seven, and again, we, we you know, injuries, of course, up in the air as well. Uh, but I, I think Dallas closes them out tonight. Um, I like them on the money line. I also like Dave, I'll tell you this, um, is the uh let's see where is it um i'll have to edit this out i thought i had it right here um the total points by the dallas mavericks of over 105 and a half uh i like the over of that i you know again i don't have a play on the over under because i don't know really i don't know how utah is going to come out and play this game i don't know if they're going to be defensive, if they're going to come out firing, you said they're going to have to, I mean, they're going to be playing with some desperation here. Uh, but I like the over of the Mavericks team total of 105 and a half. Um, I, I think there's really, really good value in that. Yeah, I, I like the over here. Um, I think that's a great short pick there. I think Dallas and Utah both got over their team totals here, um, which means may as well take the over. Um, so, uh, I think they. I think we see a high-scoring contest. Both the both of them into the one tens. Maybe a team or team or both of them into the one twenties. I think this is a a lot of desperation play here uh, from Utah, and I think that when Dallas senses that from Utah, they could be playing the same way, which could lead to a lot of uh, maybe forced shot attempts. And it seems to be in the playoffs that a lot more forced shots fall than normal. Um, so I do think we get this over here but I'll stick with the Utah buddy line at Dallas first quarter. And then tomorrow, Dave, we have a, uh, a series that could come to an end that I think has been criminally underrated. Uh, Memphis and Minnesota has just been bananas. I mean, every game you, you have 30 point comebacks. I mean, it's like every single game, there's a storyline. Um, and I, I don't think it's getting the national attention that it deserves. Cause it's been, it's, it's been a very, very fun series and Memphis can move on uh, to the second round. 
They are a one-point road favorite heading to uh, uh, Minnesota. The over/under is two twenty-nine, uh, and on the uh, on the money lines, Memphis minus one thirteen, Minnesota is minus one hundred six. So again, a pretty much toss-up here, Dave. Um, I Minnesota has burned me though, man. Like they they have burned me in this series. I'm going with with uh, Memphis to get it done here. Um, I think Memphis has burned you as well. I think everybody's getting burned in this series, honestly. Uh, but I'm going to take the I'll take the Grizz to to get the job done and move on. Yeah, I think the Grizz get it done as well. And yeah, it's been there's a lot of fire on both sides here. Um, if one team gets down big, go ahead and live bet them to cover that live spread because that's going to be where your money's made here because this game will be tight. It will be close. I like Memphis by one, though. I think that's the safe That's the safe play there. Um, I mean, if you want to just go ahead and take them on the money line at minus 125, you can. Uh, but I think, it's, I think it's worth taking that one point um, just for a little out of value there. Because I do think Memphis wraps this up here. I think Minnesota kind of comes out and falls flat on their face, um, and they they'll they'll try to put together some comeback effort late. It'll be just not enough. Um, so I do think that Memphis rolls, takes care of business, moves on to the second. All right, Dave. And Sunday, your Celtics versus Milwaukee. <laughs> uh, right now, Boston is a four and a half point favorite in game one. Uh, they're a decently heavy favorite in this series as well. Um, are you, are you rolling? I mean, what's your, what's your take on how you see this series going? Cause I, I feel like even without such a big player that the bucks have lost, I feel like they're at least stealing a game here. Oh yeah, I mean, I think I think the Giannis and the Bucks, even without Chris Middleton, who um, is not supposed to play for the entire series, but I mean, you never really know because um, the Suns ruled Devin Booker out for the re- remainder of the series, and now he's could be playing tonight. So, yep. this series is going to go one of two ways. Um, Giannis goes Giannis, and Milwaukee takes it in six or seven, or the Celtics continue this defensive domination that they've shown against two fantastic players in Kyrie and Kevin Durant, and really a, a talented net squad as a whole, um, where they wrapped it up in four games. And all four of those games were close, don't get me wrong, but I do think Boston takes this one. I'll, I'll take Boston in five games here. Um, I think they get both at home. I think they may drop game three on the road um, and then take four and go back to Boston and wrap it up in five games. Um, I, just do, I just think the Celtics team is playing on another level right now. The only thing to watch here with the Boston Celtics is Jalen Brown's having some hamstring issues right now. Um, they've said they expect him to play in game one on Sunday, but it's something they'll monitor throughout the series. Uh, I mean, he's a he's a gamer. He's a, a, a certified dog, if, if I'm going to say so myself. He, he's someone who's not really going to let that stop him unless it literally is stopping him. So uh, I, I do think Boston now at full strength at the moment with the, with the JB issues, though. Milwaukee's just not going to have enough to stop him. I think even with Chris Middleton, I think I would – obviously I would take the Celtics, and I think you probably would as well. Um, they're just – they're rolling right now on another level. And to do what they just did to this net squad, the people had picked to beat Boston. Um, Marcus Smart was asked in a press conference today, actually, uh, what he thought 
about the fact that Milwaukee lost that final game on purpose to uh, avoid playing Brooklyn in the first round, which now gives Boston home court advantage in the series right here. Um, he said something along the lines of, we, we know they lost games on purpose, but that's just not who we are. We're, we're not afraid of anybody. So I like Boston to move on here. Long story short, I'll take Boston in five. I think they wrap this one up decently quickly. Yeah, I uh, I have this game going six, um, but that's a that's just being cautiously. Um, uh, I I know Milwaukee's getting one. I don't know if they can get another. Um, but Boston, I mean, they're you know we had talked about in our playoff preview their road to the finals, and it was not going to be the easiest road, um, even with injuries. You know, it was not going to be the easiest road. I think what this win did against the Nets, one, obviously slightly revenge games or series in a way, um, but it's such a confidence builder for the Celtics team who is already playing with probably up their top two most confident teams since January or so, or late January-ish. And I think this, this sweep is massively... Uh, massively boosting their confidence. And I, I, I think they could get it done in five. I'll go with. All right. We apologize for that interruption. Uh, as you know, technology likes to uh, screw, screw us over. Uh, it was probably a good thing, though. I was probably rambling too long anyway. So anyways, Dave, I have the Celtics winning in six games. Uh, I have them winning uh, Sunday uh, by four and a half. At least I got them covering that spread. Um I think, again, I think the Celtics are are putting together a, a nice little roadway uh, to the NBA Finals. Yeah, I think so as well. Um, I mean, they were they were my pick to get there. I don't um, I don't see why not. You know, um, I don't remember who you had coming out of the East right there. I had the Heat. You have the Miami. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I think we're set. We're we're on a crash course here between Miami and Boston, which we both we both had there. Um, so I think we're on on pace definitely to get that. I would be surprised if we didn't get that. Um, honestly, because let's just let's say history does not happen and we don't see a team blow a three zero lead. Um, and even if we do, really, whether it be Philly or Toronto, I like Miami to wrap up that series and probably five at most six games. Um, and go ahead and head on to the East Conference Finals, where hopefully Boston will be awaiting them. Um, but <coughs> very, very excited for the Celtics right now. So you talked about a few teams that have already made it to the uh, next round of the playoffs, uh, and obviously Golden State with a dominant four to one series win over Denver. I mean, they just they look unbelievable. It, this is like vintage Golden State that we've that we've you know. I mean, five, six years ago, I mean, they they are back in that dominant mindset. And I do not see anybody, um, depending on how healthy, obviously, Devin is when he comes back for the Suns. But, I mean, this – I I don't know who beats Golden State out of the West unless Phoenix obviously gets really healthy um, and can play healthy and stay healthy all the way, you know, through the next series to get there. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that that Phoenix is really the only shot there. I, I really do. I don't think, um, in no shade to Memphis or Minnesota here, I don't I don't see either of those teams stopping Golden State here in the second round. Um, I would be shocked if either of them were able to beat Golden State in the Game Seven series. Um, yeah, there's. I'm just not even going to begin to talk about that. The Suns, I mean, they're 64 and 18 for a reason. Um, obviously, they've played well all season long. I mean, 32 and nine at home, 32 and nine on the road. They're a very consistent team everywhere they play. Um, so, I think if there's one team that would stop them, it would be the Suns. But I won't be picking the Suns to beat them if we get there. So, I just think the Suns have the best shot at. It. All right, Dave. So we've hit the NBA. I want to throw out a few picks tonight before the games get going. Uh, I've got a few lined up that I'll run through real quick. If you want to uh, get a few of yours that are go beyond the NBA uh, in Major League Baseball, most of the games have gotten over today. We do have at 720 Eastern tonight, uh, Atlanta and Chicago, a series that I really thought was going to have a lot of runs in it. And we did not get that yesterday. Um, that was uh uh, it was a six to three win for Chicago, which was pretty shocking uh, to me. But what I like in this Cubs Braves game tonight is the under of eight runs. Uh, the uh, the pitchers tonight, uh, Smiley for the Cubs has a two four five ERA. Uh, right for the Braves has a one oh six ERA. Uh, right is two and O smiley is one and one. Um, and they've, uh, smiley has just over 14 innings pitched, right? Has 17. Both of those ERAs tell me, uh, and including yesterday where we saw the bats stay pretty cold. Most of the game. Um, I like the under of eight in the, uh, Cubs Braves game moving over to the NHL. Dave, you know, I'm a big Canes fan. The hurricanes are resting a lot of oh god did this <sighs> hold on why did it just stop again i'm showing it's recording right now oh you are okay and then i i don't know i'm not sure if it's showing the same thing on your end i've got a little recording symbol oh. okay um <laughs> Okay, let's go. Uh, okay. All right. So I'll have to edit this out anyways again. Great. Okay. <laughs> you can you can probably start with the with the NHL and you'll be you know it'll be quick at it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um so uh Dave, you know I'm a big Canes fan. Uh tonight the Hurricanes are playing the Devils. The Devils have given the Canes trouble all year. And the Hurricanes, now that they have uh their division clinched, uh, they're resting a lot of players tonight. Uh, and again, the Devils have always played the Hurricanes really well when the Hurricanes uh were playing a full lineup. And this game, uh, I mean, Carolina is like a minus 240 underdog here. Um, and I believe, uh, the devils are yes. Plus two Oh five. Um, even the devils at plus one and a half goals on the spread is minus minus one twenty. So a lot of value there, but I, and I hate to go against my team, but strictly looking at this, 
you know, from a better's perspective, I like the devils here tonight. Um, they're, they're in season ruining mode right now, uh, or to try and ruin, uh, potential playoff seasons. Uh, the hurricanes have already locked everything up. They have injuries on the team that they are going to want to nurse, to get ready for the playoffs. Um, so the devils are a very, very smart play tonight. Um, Hurricanes have Ronta starting in goal, who's coming back off an injury. Uh, so potential there to be cold. Uh, also in the NHL, there is a over that I really like in the Sharks and Oilers game. It sits at six and a half right now. Um, again, the Sharks are kind of in the position that the Devils were in um, with the Hurricanes here. Uh, but I've I really think there's going to be a lot of goals scored uh, in this game. Uh, looking back historically, there there has been uh, a lot of goals scored. Uh, their most recent matchup was a low one of two to one, but you look back, there's five to two games, six to three, five to two. Um, eight of the Oilers' last nine games at Rogers Place have gone over the total points line uh, or or total goals line. Excuse me. Uh, and again, that sits at six and a half. I'm taking the over in that. So uh, some over unders and a uh, money line play for you. Again, I have the Braves and Cubs under. I have the Devils money line uh, or plus one and a half, whatever you're more comfortable with. I like either play. Uh, and I love the over of six and a half in the Sharks Oilers game. Uh, those are my other plays besides our NBA games tonight. Yeah, I've got our NBA plays as well, and I'm going to dabble a little bit in the NFL draft tonight. So I've got a little bit on the NFL draft tonight. Obviously, I mean, this draft class, I think we can agree, is just not as good. Um, I mean, last year we had a whole NFL draft episode. You can go scroll back to our Spotify if you want to check that one out. Um, I think we did pretty well on it. I'm just we saying. Did. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Uh, this draft class just doesn't is not as worth it. Um, I don't necessarily think. But I do think there's some money to be made in different places here tonight. Um, first off, starting with the third overall pick, I I think it will be Derek Stingley Jr. They have worked him out um, as much as mo- more than anyone else has. Really, they've shown that that they have a lot of intrigue in him, and there's something that some that they want there. Um, and so I really do think that they will be the ones to, to take Derek Stingley Jr. He's at minus one Oh five right now, um, on my book here. And that's my first play there. I've got a couple of more here. One that's really catching my eye from an odds wise standpoint here. And that would be, um, the first quarterback. I've got a couple of these two plays go intertwined together here. Um, the odds-on favorite for the first quarterback to be drafted is Malik Willis at minus 240. Um, and obviously these odds change about every second here on draft day. But um, the favorite team, the favorite for the team to draft Kenny Pickett is the Carolina Panthers at minus 130 there. Um, I don't know you're shaking your head there. Don't, I've, I've got more coming here. Don't worry. Um, and that would be drafted way before the favorite to draft Malik Willis here if i can find it it ran away from me is the pittsburgh steelers the plus 150 they don't pick until pick 20 
Um, and then there's been some rumors about the moving up in the draft, but I, nothing concrete there. So in order for Willis to be the first quarterback drafted and the favorite team to, to get Kenny Pickett, which would theoretically be the second quarterback drafted, would be Carolina. Um, so that's something I want to point out there. There's some money to be made there somewhere. I think it's going to be made with the Carolina Panthers taking Malik Willis. Um, I've got the Panthers to be the team to draft in the sixth favorite at plus 450. I think the Panthers take a shot on Willis. I think they take a shot on trying to get to this dual threat quarterback type of NFL we see now. And I'm sure you're going to shake your head at this too. The Panthers owner, I forget his name, but Dave uh, Tepper. Yeah, Dave Tepper. There you go. You know that like the back of your hand because you hate that man. I know you do. <laughs> Um, but he said that he's comfortable with Sam Darnold as a quarterback. Um, not sure what your feelings are there, <laughs> but, um, so if you're comfortable with Sam Darnold as a quarterback, why would you take someone who, you know, what you're going to get in Kenny Pickett? You're going to get a very standard type of quarterback with Malik Willis. The, the ceiling is the, the freaking moon. I mean, he could be anything. He could be a complete bust. Or he could be the next Lamar Jackson. So um, why would you not take a shot on a player like that when you've got someone who you claim that you're confident in? I don't think the rest of the NFL and the rest of the world would agree with you. But if you're claiming that, um, then why would you not take a shot? And so I like Malik Willis to go to the Panthers here. Um, and I think that's really just simply the right play there. And I, I think he goes to the Panthers at six overall. I think we see it there. Also, Malik Willis being drafted inside the top 10 is at plus 150. Um, I think that's decently free as well to the point where if he doesn't go to Carolina, there are some rumors around New York and Atlanta taking quarterback at seven and eight. So, and also, I mean, Seattle's now really in need of a quarterback at number nine. So I think you could see Malik Willis going up there. Um, and obviously there's been some rumors around. Nobody really knows who Detroit's going to take at number two here. So yeah. with, with this draft class being not necessarily as good, it brings a lot more unpredictability. My most confident play there is Malik Willis going into the top 10 and Derek Stingley Jr. going number three overall. I think the position where Malik Willis falls, I just don't see him getting down to 20 at, at for Pittsburgh there, which is where he's favored to go at the moment. So I just really don't see that happening. I'll be I, – I think Willis goes into the top 10. I really do. So I'll be – those are my plays for the NFL draft tonight along with the NBA. Uh, this is this is a night where I'm glad I've got three TVs there because all three of them are going to be in use. Yeah, for sure. Um, man, the whole Panthers thing, I could go on for an hour, and our, I know our <laughs> listeners don't want to hear that. But I, I – the issue with the Panthers, man, is Tepper will say one thing. Scott Fitterer, the GM, will say one thing. Matt Rule will say one thing. And it's all three completely different things. One, Tepper says – I'm confident in Darnold. Then we hear that Fitterer, the GM, has told Sam Darnold, be aware that we are definitely looking at a quarterback this draft, not just first round, but overall. And then there's Matt Rule that says, no, we, we kind of like our guys, but it's always good to have help, even though we've got a laundry list of Temple quarterbacks, basically, that are on the team. Shout out, Matt Rule. Um you know, it's it's just ridiculous, and it's a good thing we're not doing a draft episode because it would be three hours long, and two and a half would it just would be just me asking why for the Carolina Panthers. But I I 
to wrap that up, I say I totally agree with you. Um, I would much rather have, um, I, I would much rather have Willis over, um, over Kenny Pickett because I, I just, again, like you said, it's one dimensional versus three, four, five dimensions to the moon. Um, so I, I, you know, Kenny Pickett may be the safer pick, but. I also think what he's showing right now is what he's going to be forever. Like you said, you get a guy like Malik Willis who can be a Lamar Jackson type. You know, if the Panthers are going to go a quarterback in the first round, I would hope it would be Malik. But, you know, that's just me. I I know some Panther fans are all over Kenny Pickett. But I'm with you as well in that third pick. I think that may be the sharpest play of the episode, Dave. I hope so. Um, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I think Stingley three is the move here. Um, uh, I'm, our listeners are going to hate me here, but I'm in a Discord that that kind of is pretty sharp on some picks here, um, and that just screams red flag for all of our listeners. But um, there's some there's a lot of talk there that um, that Stingley's going to go number three, and I think that's the great pick there. The Panthers and Willis pick. That's all me. So if that goes wrong, it's on me. If Stingley goes wrong, I'm going to relook at my sources. But um, I really do think Malik Willis of the Panthers makes sense. I mean, at the bare minimum, you're getting a little bit of a excitement. Um, yeah. So, and if they do that, then they they better not start Sam Donald week one. Um, but we've we'll get to the NFL eventually. We'll tell you. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Dave, great episode. We've got a lot to look forward to tonight. Uh, and we will be back early next week to recap the NFL draft, see what's going on in the NBA, and so much more. The NHL playoffs are going to get going. <laughs> there you go, man. There's your boy. Um, we will have a little preview for the NHL playoffs as well that are going to get going next week. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, but for now, for Dave Smith, I'm Miles Conner. Thank you for tuning in to Faded Sports Pick'em. You can follow us everywhere. You can listen to this episode as well on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere is at Faded Sports Pick'em. And we will talk to you next week.